Welcome to the Dad Ass Podcast, the subpar, mediocre at best podcast about being a new dad. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Dad Ass Podcast, the completely unscripted, very prepared, and the outdoor experience of the Dad Ass Podcast. How are you, good sir? I'm really good, actually. I'm super pumped about this. I'm excited about every aspect of this uh, episode, from an amazing guest to enjoying a night out on the deck, one of our last summer nights. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you've uh, you've worked hard to sort of make sure, like, you've, you've really spruced it up. I've stained the deck, put in nails, everything, and my next step is to do, hopefully, a garden around it. Which really brings us to I know somebody who can help you with that. Do you? I do. I, I do. do. And we are very fortunate to have uh, the one and only Annie with the Seed Babies. And I am excited to tell you that she is the owner and founder, an aspiring minimalist. I think you and I fall into that category. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to keep going with the intro, but Annie, he actually built a platform on top of his Subaru, right? Subaru or the yeah, Jeep? Yeah, no, the Subaru. Subaru yeah. So that he could tent camp on top of his car. So... Um, you're an aspiring minimalist, uh, minimalist, and we're just aspiring aspirers yeah. of minimalism. Like, I like the idea. I just can't fully commit. I like yeah. it. I like it. <laughs> Annie is also a, a lover of nature and pancakes. Are those banana pancakes? Not to quote Jack Johnson. No, they're not. Just really any pancakes. Yeah. We actually do yeah. pancakes Saturday. Well, we used to. We also have waffle Sunday, but... Um, yeah, Pancake yeah. Saturday at the Diddy House. Now, the big question, I, though, is do you make them from scratch or from a box? I make them from scratch. Oh, thank and goodness. Different types of pancakes. We do, like, Pancake Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's a, it's a, it's a, good, a good option for any meal. Yeah. Oh, for real. I love pancakes. But I, I, I do also, because you have an awesome uh, background and uh, bio, not only are you the owner and founder of Seed Babies, your company is uh, designs, builds, and maintains edible gardens, and you also coach clients on caring for their gardens. You are not only an amazing person, but you are someone that we're so excited to uh, have on this episode. And uh, before we jump into anything, you have a amazing dad, well, mom joke uh, for us that's theme for today. So hit us with your well, best maybe shot. Maybe we should start calling it a folk joke. A folk joke. Yeah. That could work too. Yeah. It works for everyone. I like it. I like it. Yeah. A folk joke. More more inclusive. I dig it. Okay. So, all right, you let's ready? hear it. Give it to us. We're excited. Okay. <laughs> what does an angry pepper do? <laughs> I really want to know this yeah. one. I got I'm I'm truly trying to think if I can ruin it because I really like to ruin them oh. if I can, but I <laughs> I don't know. It spices things up. No. You ready? Yeah. yeah. It gets jalapeno face. Oh. <laughs> that might be one of my favorite That's good. folk jokes we've had on, <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> oh, I like that one. I really enjoyed that one, too. Oh, and, and I appreciate the thoughtfulness behind that joke because it's in line with your field of work. Yes, that's why I picked it. Uh, which, which is absolutely awesome. Thank you for bringing just absolute quality uh, to this episode. <laughs> and, and not only does the joke of this episode um, go with our, our topic, we also have an amazing uh, cocktail that you, sir, came up with for this Drinks with Dude. Um, in her honor. Yeah, it was, actually. Um, 
So before we talked tonight, um, I asked what some of your favorite like flavors and herbs were and those sorts of things. And um, you had given me um, one thing I'd never heard of and um, one thing that I had heard of. Um, and I was unable to source either of them. The one thing that you <laughs> liked was Tulsi. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Tulsi. Tulsi, um, which is, uh, well, here, you could probably explain it better than I could. What's Tulsi, like flavor-wise? Yeah, so it's a variety of basil. It's also called holy basil. So um, it doesn't really taste like basil at all. Um, it's got more of like a, a floral flavor to it. Um, but it's really good. People grow it a lot and dry it for teas and yeah, stuff. I saw that in my research, which I fully appreciated that I actually had to research something. Um, I don't mean that yeah. to sound like pretentious, but like I was just like super excited. I was like, I don't know what that it's, is. It's something new. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. then the other and thing. It has go ahead. Calming properties oh. as well. Oh. So it's like a nice calming tea. Oh, good to know. I should probably get some of that. It also auto-corrects in a phone. It's Tulsa. Tulsa. Yeah. <laughs> Tulsa is not an herb, just in case anyone was yeah. curious. I, I didn't catch that one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That, that is different. Yes. I don't proofread my text. Um, and then the other one was lemon verbena, right? Yes. Um, so I was unable to source either of those. I called a couple of nurseries, actually, to see if I could get a plant. And Oh, he went all out. I was, out. like, all in for this, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, they did not um, have any. And so I did grow this year in my backyard some um, lemon basil, which I felt like was the best I could do to sort of cross yeah. the two of them. Um, yeah. So we made what we're going to call the pollinator. I like it. So it has um, it has this really nice um, honey liqueur. Just a second. I want to make sure I pronounced it right. It's Baron Jaeger, um, which tastes nothing like um jägermeister um because that it doesn't that's the most disgusting and foul taste yeah. on earth in my opinion <laughs> okay, we can um, all agree there yeah. so yeah. it's a honey liqueur um cool. and it's from germany and so we have that and then we um have some lemon juice and then some bourbon and then um I actually took the pods, like, once um, it started to bolt, you know, like mm -hmm. the little, I don't know, are they pods? What is that? Yeah, the seed pods. Yeah, the seed pods. And I put them down in the bottom of the, of the uh, tin, the shaker tin, and added some lemon juice, and we muddled up the actual seed pods um, in the drink. Cool. And then shook it. And normally I'm, like, a really big proponent for um, straining your drink. It makes it look nice yeah. and, like... But I was like, I just kind of like dig it. There's like, we're celebrating that this sort of like herb and all that. So they're just like free floating in there. Um, and then there's a little bit of a lemon twist on there as well. So nice. um, it's definitely an outside sipping drink as we are out here on the porch. Also, here's something I appreciate about um, Baron Jaeger is that it is unlike a lot of liqueurs. It actually packs a decent punch. Um, it's 35% alcohol. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and the bourbon yeah. I poured in was 40. So, um, okay. so we should get the good questions out of the yeah. way. So, so yeah. yeah, you guys you know, are but when, well on your way. When, yeah. when we did meet, um, or not meet, when we spoke over the phone, you gave two, two items for him to challenge him in his, uh, mixology. Um, yeah. and so because we're doing this via zoom and being socially distanced, we've been in the same 
same bubble circle. Yeah. But the same pod. We, we are. And so for all three listeners, we are going to try our hardest to give her like a, a mason jar or something, leave it at her house so she can eventually enjoy the drink made in her honor. Yeah. In the most non creepy way possible. In the most non creepy yeah. We might drive by slowly in a yeah. van. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just throw it. I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, I look forward to one of my children finding it in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says family friendly like throwing a, a mason jar full of booze. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, mom, what's this right. jar? Yeah. Yellow liquid. <laughs> now, we're we're very excited to to have have you on here. Um, it was actually through, and I, I learned the story, or you probably told me the story, and I just wasn't listening. But a friend of yours. Mm-hmm had Annie over at, uh, to, to make, uh, create a, a garden. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you actually created I don't really know how, the was, full it details. Was coaching. Okay, coaching. coaching. Yeah, it was yeah, coaching. They had a garden, and she just wanted some um, help with it. So. Yeah. Um, and so she had this wonderful time. She was telling my wife about it. They worked together. And my wife was like, you should check this person out, because I actually, um, I love gardening. Um I don't have a yard. I actually live in a condo. Um, okay. So everything's in a container, yeah. which presents its own unique sort of challenges and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I truly love gardening. Um, so I was just into it. And so I looked yeah. it up and I was like, hey, we, we should do. And, and you accepted and, and emailed back. You took a chance on us. And, and here we are. Uh, well, I'm so glad you guys found me. Yeah, and I'm yep. so happy to be here too. So thanks for having me. Well, thank you, and and I'm excited and to kind of tee up our our first question. I grew up with um, a dad that built a uh, made a garden every year. Each year, built a higher fence so deer couldn't get in there because uh, we had a park behind mm-hmm. our house. So I always knew that I wanted to have a garden. And now that I've lived in a house for a year and a half, uh, from condo life to a house, and now uh, Tuck's ten months old. And I'm getting the yard kind of taken care of because the owners before us didn't. The thing we're missing now is a garden. Oh, wait. Yeah. Before we go any further, uh, I want to just go backwards just a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm currently surveying the yard. Uh, about a month ago, um, Matt had some really big, exciting news. And that was <laughs> that he uh, grew grass in a drought. I was just curious. if you, How's that going, bud? I should have remained humble. It died um, <laughs> that week. <laughs> The yard probably didn't get treated for quite some time. The old, the previous owners were, were up there in age. And so it truly was... We Let's just put it this way, Annie, so you can just know quickly. We have now replaced, in the first like two months of living in the house, we replaced 1980s light fixtures in every single light fixture. So wow. if that says anything about the home and probably where the grass or where the yard was, we ended up sadly it just it it hurt my heart. We had to pull up a bunch of bushes; they were unkept, lots of poison yeah. something, and then um, we had a huge tree in the front yard. Oh, it hurt my heart because uh, it was the perfect. We have a tree, probably a twenty-five foot tree on the corner of our house, and then yeah. the same size in the center of the front yard, perfect for a hammock. But the tree was like seventy percent dead, oh, and so yeah. we ended and up it wasn't it diseased and diseased. Yeah. So yeah. we ended up having to remove uh, last in our first spring here. We've been here for two springs, about nine bushes and a big tree, 
And then I actually just uprooted a um, stump, but I'm going to try and make that a fire pit oh, cool. uh, soon just because we have woods back here. I mean, it sounds like the Amazon, I'm sure, through the microphones. Um, but what <laughs> yeah. we're truly missing is flowers and um, growing some of our own own food. And, and yeah. so I think where I want to start uh, this conversation, this episode is as someone who's new and for parents that are out there that, you know, have to balance a one-year-old or a young child and they want to start gardening, um, is fall a good time for me to start doing an above-ground garden? Should I wait until next, um, like, springtime? Where would I even begin? And I trust you well over Google. Yeah, so fall is an awesome time to start a garden. Um, I always say there's never a bad time um, because it's such an investment. It's something that you're going to have for years to come. So, you know, it's not something that you have to have these deadlines for. And um, we'll get more into the growing seasons. There are different growing seasons, Columbus. There's almost always a time that you can be planting something. But as much as I say that secretly, I love doing it in the fall. I think that's the best time. Um, So when you're planting in the fall, when you're even just setting up the garden in the fall, um, what you're doing is you're getting all the hard stuff out of the way. You're getting the materials, you're clearing any existing landscape, um, you're building the raised beds if you're doing that, filling it with soil, like getting it all set up. And then next season, you can really be planting for the entire growing season versus if you're waiting until spring, a lot of people will just like mentally, like they want to do it with the weather. So once the weather warms up, then they're like, oh, I got to get my garden in place. Yeah. Yeah. But even by that point, which is maybe May ish, you know, you there's a whole month before that that you could have been planting So then by the time you get it all set up and start planting, it could be June yeah, or or later. So you might not get to take advantage of the full season, but also certain plants don't do as well once it starts getting hot. Lettuce. Learned that the hard way. (laughs) Lettuce is a great example. It tastes disgusting after it, like, I don't know, they call it bolting. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets really bitter with the heat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're setting it up in the fall, then you get it all set up. You know what your space is, what your layout is, and then you can kind of spend the winter planning what you're going to plant in different locations, and then you are, like, good to go April 1st when it's time to start planting. All right, so you just said something, and I know this... I knew this to be true, but I don't actually, like, have intimate knowledge of how it all sort of works, nor do I expect you to be able to cover it all. But, like, you were saying, like, where you plant what. And, like, that matters, right? Like, what you plant next to what and, like, all of those sorts of things, right? Yeah, that can definitely make a difference. Um, It's a technique called companion planting. So it's considered a bonus It's not absolutely necessary, but I have noticed in my garden and clients' gardens um, that if you do it to at least some degree, it it does help quite a bit. Hmm. 
haven't really thought about that. I also don't have the plans yet, though, to build. But oh. that's something I wouldn't have—I wouldn't have necessarily thought of. That, yeah, I don't know anything about it. Like I said, but like, oh, even some things that I've heard too are, are like. Uh, sometimes it's not necessarily like two edible things. Sometimes it's like a, I've heard like a flower with a, an edible yeah. thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And like, so what it does, the different benefits of companion planting are one, it can help attract beneficial insects to your garden, like pollinators. So like a flower is going Mm -hmm. to help attract pollinators. Um, But it also can help attract predatory insects, um, like ladybugs and wasps are predatory insects. And and they will actually, you want those because they will feed on other pests that will attack certain plants. So it's like like a natural pesticide. Yeah. So it's kind of like it develops its own little ecosystem, which is really cool. Like it can take some time, but once it happens, like it's kind of cool just to stand back and witness it. Um, Just even with all the different bugs. So that's definitely one huge benefit of companion planting and even just interplanting with different flowers and stuff. I did not actually, I, I thought it was like a nutrient thing. Like some flower would like put something into the soil or something like that. I had no idea about the ecosystem part. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, I mean, nature's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. 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 That yeah. is super and cool. Some of it is nutrient based too. Like beans, um, legumes, so beans and peas, they are actually nitrogen fixers. So they will pull nitrogen back into the soil which is great for plants like um, tomatoes, peppers, like those fruiting vegetables mm-hmm. because they need a ton of nitrogen. Huh. <coughs> I feel like I'm I'm back in like biology. <laughs> yeah. This this is awesome. I would have never would have never thought of some of that. I mean, that's that's absolutely wonderful. And 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 the one thought though that I had at the, at the beginning before I started getting all sciencey in my mind yeah. Um, is the fact that for me, I love being outside and I love doing hard work, uh, mainly because I'm in an office every day. So I mm-hmm. love, I, I don't know, I feel more alive, probably because I don't hit the trails that much anymore. Yeah. And so I prefer to even start getting just the front beds around the shrubs and everything ready when I could just wear a uh, thermal with like a vest at eight in the morning and then once it gets to like 50 degrees 60 degrees then i can just take the vest off and i'm still good Um, yeah so outside of just the comfort level i love knowing that especially here in in ohio and i'm assuming most of the midwest it would be appropriate to start then um in april is it just in in our our area or would would it be most of the midwest for april so it it depends. Um, it depends on like the typical first frost dates and there are also gardening zones. So it depends on what gardening zone you're in. Um, but generally I'd say probably a decent portion of the Midwest, probably most of Ohio, you could start as early as April 1st. Except for probably Cleveland. Yeah. Except for Cleveland, it's going to snow until the end of May. (laughs) Yeah, and nothing good comes out of Cleveland. No. 
I'm slowly <laughs> moving south. Yeah. <laughs> and and if I remember correctly, you went to Kent State, right? I did, yeah. And you were from Cleveland too, right? I'm from well, Cleveland Akron area, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we're both from the same re- same area. Yeah. Mm. So two good things came out of the Cleveland area. <laughs> that's right. But if you ask LeBron James, Akron isn't Cleveland. <laughs> well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so with with um, kind of our different seasons here, and especially not knowing what the heck you're going to get between what April and June. And then all of a sudden it's going to be 90 degrees. Like we don't really yeah. have much of a spring anymore. Um, how, how do the seasons work um, here for just planting and, and gathering? Because, like, we're lucky if we're going to get, what, three weeks of fall? Mm. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Every like right. Doesn't know, it usually yeah. go from really hot? Then it's like, oh, the, tr- the trees are going to change colors. And then, boom, they're gone. <laughs> and you're like, dead. I was inside for like a Saturday. <laughs> and now the fall colors are gone. What? Yeah, um, that is exactly so what happens. What What do you call or what, what are the growing seasons, planting seasons? Uh, edumacate me, please, because yeah. I, I would love to know more. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. So I work in a school, and this by this time, I'm like, all right, well, I guess gardening's over for the year because... Yeah, exactly. But you're not alone. That's, like, so many people, and it's just because of how the marketing industry, like, the, like what they put out, like, what information and how they're selling things, it kind of makes people think that, well, you start planting in mid-May after Mother's Day, yeah, and then... September, when it starts to cool down, it, that's it. It's over. Um, but you can actually, in Columbus, be planting from starting April 1st, like, all the way through to October. And you can also be harvesting beyond that, just dependent on what, you know, the fall is like and what early winter is. You know, if we have a really mild winter and we're not getting a hard freeze until into December then you might still be harvesting then. I I only know of one thing, and I'm sure there's more than one thing, I guarantee that, that you can harvest really late and actually taste good. And maybe I'm wrong, too. Kale? Yeah, kale, absolutely. Kale likes cold. Yeah, it it does. I've dropped. Yeah. I've dropped my knowledge bomb. I'm out. You're good. He's he's contributed. Yep. He got the participation yeah. points. Yep. You guys don't even need me here. You just. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting here right now, like, oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into? There's know, so much stuff. You literally couldn't even grow a patch of grass that was like foot by foot. It was thriving. <laughs> oh, I was doing such a great job. You know. You know where I mess, messed up was the fact that I just. I watered in the morning, and, and I should have come back and given it some love probably in the afternoon, evening after work. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. then I got cocky and posted it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then my humility killed the grass. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, or lack of lack I, of humility there. I want to just full disclosure, I could actually see the patch of dead grass that I was asking yeah, about earlier. Yeah, you stepped right over it, and yeah. I was like, oh. It was just a straight rude uh, move. What I will say, though, is in... in and Annie, I, I am going to take so much pride in, one, building a garden, and two, trying to actually grow, maintain, and harvest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I, I might sound not genuine, but, like, I can't wait to fail or succeed because it's something that, that I've wanted to do. But just to paint the picture of where we've come with our yard here, 
I've now had every old timer that was here when this development was, you know, first built comment on how good the grass looks or that the tree's looking good. And, and like, I can't wait. That excitement really like hit me in the heart. I can't wait to have a garden to complement then the yeah. deck, have some colors. Yeah. I wanted to mix plants and something that was edible simply to have the green with, with colors. I have no idea where to begin from with with that but now knowing what you were sharing about how that builds that ecosystem that that's certainly something i would not have thought of my thought was have the flowers nearby but not close enough where the the bees were going to come and sting tuckerman you know while yeah. while he's playing on the deck um so with when you coach individuals um on their garden what are some of the kind of common um mistakes that Oh, you yeah. see the most, or yeah. that that's a good one. We wouldn't necessarily think about um, when yeah. we're putting something together. Like if you could just shake somebody and be like, <laughs> "Please stop doing this." What would no, it be? You know, I, I can relate to those experiences because that's where I started. Also, when I started, I knew absolutely nothing. So, you know. Matt, you mentioned you can't wait to succeed or fail. And that's good because you will learn more from trying different things and failing yeah. than anything. So it's it's important. Like I, I feel like um, a lot of my clients sometimes will feel a lot of anxiety to be the perfect gardener right out of the gate. Um, but you don't have to be because I always say the first year is trial and error. You're learning the space and adjusting things. Can it be the first uh, two years? Yeah. Pro- I mean, <laughs> I feel like really, there's going to be a lot of error. <laughs> no, I still, I'm still learning things. I've been gardening for at least 12 years and I'm still learning new things every year because you're working with nature and it's just, it's not certainly. Consistent. Yeah. So like um, the thing that hit home for me when you were talking about that little ecosystem, okay, I got bugs. I, I had the, the, one of the most prideful things we did in our house our condo, we have what we called the living wall. And we had a bunch of... This is so cool. You're going to love this. We had a bunch of, like, lettuce and kale and stuff. And we actually put them in gutters, uh, rain gutters. And then, like, when we had, like, people over... um, Obviously, this was way pre... This was a couple years ago. We had people over for barbecues and stuff. Like, if we were going to have, like, you know, burgers, they could literally just, like, pull the lettuce off the wall for their burger cool. right it was like yeah. so cool i loved it but then um then bugs came and um my um <laughs> my solution for the ecosystem was simply to oh, cool uh, you're showing a her awesome. picture right yeah yeah, yeah my solution awesome. to, uh, to the bugs was um this terrible pro- <laughs> product that works really well um called seven and <laughs> oh, yeah. and then i was like Wait a minute, I probably shouldn't be eating anything after I have <laughs> doused this with, right. you know, like, known carcinogens, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the stress of it, of like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then, like, you'd come out one morning and, like, I, like half of the plants were, like, mowed down by some, like, mysterious bug that I could, like, barely see. Yeah. Um, so, not, like, I think that's a nice, like it will with some time sort of an intentionality like even itself out nature will balance itself and also there are like gentler ways that you can help it along too 
Um, and I mean, it's past our frustrating, um, but yeah, being able to identify it. So I actually do, I focus on that a lot in coaching is pest management, like figuring out what the good pests are, what the good bugs are, what the bad bugs are, and then being able to identify them and then what measures to take from there. Mm -hmm. My goal always for me and my clients is to work with nature as much as possible and to just kind of support and help it along. And then sometimes you do need more intervention, but I always use personally and with my clients organic methods. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately we stopped because I think I, you know, as I'm sort of like reflecting on it, I think I probably made a further imbalance when I killed literally like everything. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Um, Cause I had no idea there, this notion of like good pests versus bad pests. I was just like, Oh, you crawl. You're probably going to kill my plant. Right. I'm going to kill you all. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, and then that got into like a pattern where it was like literally every year I was going out there and I was spraying and I was like, this is ridiculous. Then it, it also wasn't fun because like then I couldn't really, I didn't feel comfortable eating the things that right. I had just like, you know, spent weeks or months growing. And, and I think not, not to get too far off point, but we're, we're all three, um, avid hikers and, and just outdoors people. Um, Mm -hmm. most people aren't willing to go in the woods. They're not, um, accustomed to seeing bugs. And I would, I would venture to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of the people you work with or it's their first time with insects or worms or any kind of creatures or yeah. automatically just assume that it's it's bad. Right, um, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I remember when I first started hiking, I was like, I mean, still snakes? No, heck no to snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know they serve a purpose, so I'm not going to bring harm to them. But right. it's like I remember when I was first out and things were coming around me, I'm hitting it, I'm like, no, get away from me, and I'm trying to do whatever I can to kill it. Yeah. And now I'm to the point where we have woods in our backyard and you can hear nature, you know, in the background, I'm sure. Um, if I find something in the house, I collect it and I throw it outside because I want yeah. it to come out here and do its job. I don't know what its job is. I sure as right. hell know it's not to be in my house, but yeah. there's some purpose for that, that bug, that insect out here. And, and you know, that's my fear, um, not knowing much of anything. I love honey. And I know that there's a big um, bee shortage, but yeah. we need those to help us in our gardens. We need that for honey. Totally. We need that for a lot of things yeah. within our ecosystem. And so just to know that one thing that could help me uh, when, when we do garden next year and we do try and grow things is that not all bugs are bad. Yeah. yeah. And so if there's one takeaway that I'm taking, not, not that we're ending now, but if there's one takeaway that we're taking now is that really this winter I should look and research good bugs and, and bad yeah. bugs. I'm sure they don't go in that category. I'm sure there's something more science-like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what's a beneficial bug to my, you know, I don't know. I want to call it the homestead. Like, I want to come up with something great. Oh, Annie, ADD moment. Yeah. When I told my wife, Heather, that we we're doing a garden, we started talking about banned pun- puns for yeah. things we could grow. Oh. So I feel like the day this that I'm working in the garden would be a green day. Um, the name of like our little farm, quote unquote, could be Billy Joe Armstrong or Farmstrong. 
uh, front man of Green Day. Then we went into like Frank Cilantro, uh, mm. oh um, uh, Bean Martin. Like we started going into a lot <laughs> I of really stuff. I hope you like label all feel, of the plants this way. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, but feel free if you need to market that. Um, in your company, no royalties whatsoever. We literally, if I was a prepared uh, podcast host, um, I would have brought the list out. We have about 30 names. That's awesome. I mean, it, I it went it. great. We, we also included all the, all the Beatles into oh. this. Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to, um, Oh, this, uh, you know, yeah. you're terrible. Um, I'm really off point. I'm folk sorry. joke just brought me <laughs> off right. point. So I'm going with it. Uh Oh, we're getting a twofer. Yeah. Um, and it actually goes off of uh, Annie, your joke earlier. Do you know why um, the pepper um, didn't do well at the archery contest? Because it was jalapeno in your face. No. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, no. Tell me. He didn't have an arrow. <laughs> ah. Cute. See? Cute. I like it. Oh, this is too much. Now, I, I got to ask. I, I mean this partially... Um, Joking, but also because I'm 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 so serious about this. What what does your garden look like? Yeah, I like what do you can like? I can only imagine you have like a deep freezer and like an extra fridge, and you have just canned amazing amounts of something, and that your backyard looks like I don't know the uh, Franklin Park <laughs> Conservatory. You know what's right? about to happen? She's like, "Are you familiar with Jolly Green Giant?" She's like, those are my beans. <laughs> those are my beans. <laughs> I am the sole provider. Yeah. Um, no, so oh, I do have a big garden. Um, it's 324 square feet in the, wow. in the Clintonville backyard. So, Boom. no, we don't have a huge wow. yard. We actually, um, when we moved into this house, it had been vacant for a couple of years. And uh, the garage was essentially falling down. It was like the original garage to the house. So it was like almost a hundred years old. Um, and we were renovating other parts of the house. We were like, okay, we can't afford to fix this garage right now. So we're like, I'm like, you know what? This is the perfect spot for a garden. So we tore it down and we put the garden there. So it's wow. essentially almost the size of, of a garage. It's <laughs> awesome. That's cool. Um, it's really nice. I, I have, um, romantic ideas about being a better homesteader, but the reality of my life right now is I've got two small kids. I have a just turned five-year-old and almost three-year-old. Um, and I am running a business. So you're sort of busy. I'm a little busy. So it's, as much as I wish I was canning, I'm not. But the thing that's kind of fun about that is that you can always plan a garden to fit into your life, whatever mm. season of life you're in. Because mm -hmm. um, I can eventually plan my garden to be able to can more stuff and save more stuff. Um, but right now it's just not realistic for me. So I kind of plan it a little bit lo lower maintenance. Hmm. So it kind of just, you know, there are parts of the season that I'm not doing a ton of work in it. Um, so it just works a little bit easier. But I always tell people, you know, there, whatever your lifestyle is, wherever you live, there is a garden that will fit into your life. I like that. I, I was just going to say exactly. I, I like that. Um, the the one the one thing I was I was thinking about I mean you have two little ones you're a small business owner um, 
And then you're coaching other people. So just the fact that you have the energy to do that is astonishing. That's yeah, like the, su- the super mother power. Yeah. Well, I love it. You know, it's like I, I can't not do it. Like I, I just, you know, it's sometimes it's during different times of year. It's harder than others, but like yeah. I just, it energizes me. I just, I really, I get a lot of joy out Certainly. of it. So well, so that actually like reminds me that of like, I don't know, my sort of point of view um, from the podcast from that sort of like mental health side a lot of times. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's like incredibly good for you. Like there is mm-hmm. documented evidence uh, of, of gardening. Uh, are you familiar with horticultural therapy as like a no. thing? Yeah. So horticultural therapy is, is actually um, horticultural therapists design like uh, like therapeutic gardens. And then they can also work with people with um, a variety of like physical and mental uh, differences and challenges um, to help them like navigate. Maybe sometimes it's like rehab stuff and like, planting yeah. can actually can help with like occupational therapy sort of things and like manipulating yeah. your hands and like and it's just really great for your mental health and I, that sort yeah. of stuff. I just read uh, an article um, in uh, Men's Health magazine and mm-hmm. it was all about like uh, how to work out at home when the gym's closed how to not lose your mind when you're you know stuck in the stay at home but there was yeah. a, there was a, a, a two page spread um, I, I don't know the credentials I forget who the guy was from I can't remember that stuff that's why you're the Dr. Phil of the podcast yeah. and I'm just the the young dad that's except learned. I haven't lost my license and I'm not a con but anyway <laughs> that's, that's true yeah you, well you're not Dr. <laughs> Phil but uh, the article was about how all these Purells and different things that we do to stay so you know clean quote unquote is absolutely not the right thing for us in long-term health and that one of the things to help us uh, strengthen our, our immune system, he actually said he gardens without gloves mm-hmm. just for the nutrients from mm-hmm. the soil and yep. the waste in the soil to get in onto his hands and into his body, um, yep. which outside of just the mental health aspect, just being out um, mowing this year and, and spending more time in the garden, um, I've noticed... Wow, the last six years or so, I've been having bad allergies, and I never had them when I was actively backpacking. While I've been outside, now granted, I've been you know working from home and not outside for other reasons. I feel like I was outside more. I didn't have as bad of allergies mm-hmm. in the spring, and yeah. so far as we start to transition out of summer fall, I've yet to have any complications yet. Um, so I, I, I certainly agree outside of just someone that doesn't know mental health in the way capacity that you do, that gardening is just an amazing health yeah. benefit yeah. all around. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know for me too, like I always call it garden therapy because I do, I feel so much better after I'm out in the garden and working. Um, but particularly this season, I mean, it was amazing during COVID. I mean, there was so much stress and just being able to get out there, like have purpose, taking care of something, like yeah. witnessing nature. Um, it, it did wonders for me and the kids and it was yeah. nice. It's so cool. The The thing that's been uh, great for Heather and I, we've been married um, for four years, um, just about four years we have tuck who's 10 months the house now for a year and a half and um 
what's what's been great is she had never hiked. I don't think this is going to come back and bite me. Um, she's never hiked until she met me. We hiked, um, and she was moved by that. I mean, so much yeah. so that her son, Tuckerman, is, you know, I've said before, named after a trail on, on a mountain. Yeah. And, and she had never planted, but as I spent more time out in the garden beds and cleaned them up this year, after last year pulling all of the uh, shrubs and everything out, she's actually planted... Um, a dozen, dozen and a half, maybe two dozen different things up front, and just how excited she is to go out and water them each day, and yeah. the pride. Oh, the deer got this one, but now I gotta, I gotta fix it and put it in a little bit deeper because it's coming out of the so- like yeah. the mulch. Um, right. Just the the what it does for the psyche outside of just making you get out of the yeah. house. It it gives you I, I don't know something that's. That means something a little different than just paying another bill and yeah, pushing like another pride. paper. Yeah, it's yeah, a perfect yeah. example. Uh, tonight, um, I have I have a fig tree in, in a pot um, in our cool. little um, little backyard area, and I've taken this fig tree from like you know super tiny yeah. to like it's now I think three years old, and this is the first year that I'm letting it fully fruit, um, and after dinner. I walked by and there was a fig and it was ripe oh. and I plucked it off and I ate it. And it, there was just this moment where that's I was amazing. like, I, I did yeah. that. Yeah. Like, that's so well, cool. Well, we, my wife certainly helps, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just like, it was just so cool. And we were actually, I was like, we have like f- six figs. I mean, there's more than six on there now, but like six yeah. ripe figs. And so we were like, what are we going to do with these? And talking about like maybe we'll make uh, a fig pizza over the weekend or, yeah you know, something like that so it's just like super fun um from that aspect and fig that you can piece. put like fig jelly onto um brie yeah right that yeah. sounds good doesn't it oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome that's so that was like my super prideful moment but yeah i get you that should, you should be proud that's awesome now annie i have 30 more questions that I'd love to ask you, <laughs> but I know that we are coming up uh, on time. Um, it is it is my hope that we can talk with you in the next growing season. Yeah, and absolutely. That we can share where you've been. You've you've done 30 gardens, I think we were talking about beforehand. In um, 2020, yeah, in, this in year. In 2020, which is amazing. Um, yeah, we would love to discuss this um, as we're kind of all getting back into the gardens or prepping to get back in the gardens next March um, yeah, into April. Because yeah. I'm just jonesing right now to just do a deep dive of everything that, that we need to do. But for those that are listening, how can they find you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, at It's just Seed Babies, no spaces. Um, and then also my website is seedbabiesgrow.com. So those are probably the three best spots. Send me a message on Instagram. I'm pretty active on Instagram, um, even if you just want to say hi. She responds to everyone. That's how we got her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, before we totally close out, um, I want to, like, lightning round ask you questions if this is okay. okay. Oh, I like this. Yeah, yeah. This is great. All right. Get um, ready. Favorite, I'm ready. Favorite herb ever. Favorite what? Herb. Favorite herb. Oh, man. 
I think Tulsi. I love Tulsi. Of course. The one I couldn't find. Spell All check right. it. Yeah, not Tulsa. All right. Um, <laughs> most difficult thing you've ever grown? Ooh. Grapes. Ooh. Whoa. Um, one thing that you wanted to grow really, really bad, but it went terribly. Oh, I like this. Grapes. <laughs> Best. One, one, okay, what's yours? Best pun name of a band of an herb that you've uh, grown. Oh, what? that's a tough one. That, that is tough. That's not like a lightning round. Yeah, that's not lightning then. round. All right, you can get back to <laughs> us on, to, on I Instagram. I wanted to throw a change up. You can get okay, back to okay. us on Instagram. All right. Okay, um, okay. Uh, most favorite thing that you were nervous to grow and then it like went like really, really well. Yeah. Ooh, um, blackberries. Oh. Earliest memory in a garden. Where? Good. Or whose garden? So, I didn't start gardening until later in life. So, I guess um, my in my 20s, I lived in New York City, and um, I lived in the East Village, like the Far East Village, Alphabet City. And it was like my first apartment all by myself, like my first grown up apartment. And there was just these little community gardens all over the place. And I joined one knowing nothing. Um, but I do have amazing memories from that garden. It's where I learned. I learned from my fellow community gardeners, which was such an amazing experience. And I learned so much in such a short time. So I have really great memories from that garden. All right. Last question. Like where, it, I don't even know if you can really answer this, but I'll try. Like, uh, is there a garden or a place that you want to go that you've never been? Ooh. Like a famous, like. That uh, is a good question. I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough I, one. I, yeah. I mean, I mean I I'd love I'd... to see someone's, like, homestead, like, really mm. self-sufficient. Um, I know there's one I follow on Instagram. I forget where they're located. But something like that would be really cool. What's the Instagram handle of this person? I don't remember. Oh, bummer. All right. Well. <laughs> I All right. know. It's terrible. You, do you want to know my favorite beetle? <laughs> what? Paul McCartney. <laughs> I'm here all day. <laughs> Awful. I am. I I honestly and and we always close with with saying great things to our guests and and this is not to say anything negative to any other guests. I truly could talk to you all day. I have so many more things. I know I'm sure you have many mm -hmm. more things. We would love and be honored if and and humbled if you would come back and we could talk more about this next year as everyone's gearing up, you know, getting ready, saving up to go to Home Depot or to their nearest garden yeah. center um, to get going. We would love to uh, yeah, talk with sure. you some more. Uh, yeah, my mind absolutely. is just all over the place. I'm not going to be able to sleep after this. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot, and it's really cool, and I love to talk about it. So I'd love to come back for sure. Awesome. Before we close, tell us again three ways to get in touch with you. Okay, so Instagram, Seed Babies, Facebook, same thing, Seed Babies, and then my website is seedbabiesgrow.com. That's perfect, Annie. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you guys. so much for inspiring our drink. 
Thank you, sir, for being a part of this. Thank, Thank you. you for for listening at home. If you have anything that you want to share with us, email us at Gmail. Uh, I'm sorry, at the Deadass Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. Soon to be on MySpace because we're making that happen. We're bringing it's it back. Ironic and nice. totally dad like. Uh, and until <laughs> next time, stay strong, Deadass. <laughs>